0: that he would keep me when I need him most he'll be there for you although the road should arrest me if you give me the beat brother Jesus said to me I'm not alone he sent his loving hand to guide me I won't be afraid he'll be i know i know he will make a way he can turn your darkness back today in his word he's a lover of my soul jesus will make a way That's, y'all don't know me. Right. Right. They've been telling me I've been old for a while. But, um, you know, I've been out in California for about five years now. And um, Terry used to always say, Robert, you're always bringing them old ones back. Well, because that's what keeps me. Yes. And, and, you know, in the darkest of the night, you know, I need something that's going to hold me together. Jeez. I mean, some stuff is cute and it makes you feel good, but I need something that's going to hold. I'm a big guy, right? So I need something that's going to sustain me, right? You know, and it's kind of funny to hear Miss Debbie up there because she used to do a song that, you know, really rested. I've learned to wait on him. Y'all remember that? I've learned to depend on him. I tell you, i learned how to put my trust in him. For he promised never to leave me alone. Y'all help me out. When I was in trouble, he has always been right there on the double. Cause he promised if I wait on him. Depend on, we'll depend on him if I trust in him. We'll trust in him and believe he will. He promised if I wait on him. Wait on him. If I depend on him. We'll depend on him and if I trust in him and believe he will, every mountain, I'm doing this on every purpose, mountain, hill, made low, all the crooked. And the rough places play. Let me tell you that your change will come if you learn how to wait. He will make a way if you learn how to wait. Yeah. See, 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 see. Yeah, okay, all right. Y'all want me to preach? They told you to preach. We didn't tell you to come up there and sing Luther. So I will preach. Thank you, Grandma. I uh, I'm happy to see y'all. It's good to see you, Sister Johnny. It's so good to see so many faces. Um, but it was good to come home and see my mama. You know. Um, so continue to pray for her as she not only recovers but takes this experience and thrives. Yes, sir. I, I don't think that God does stuff by accident. Yes, I honestly believe that everything that God does is providential. Yes, There's something in there. It's good to see you Sandy. It, 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 God is providential in everything he does. And what, what we struggle with is because we don't understand what happens in between. So, Pastor and Terry did their prophetic work, and they talked to y'all about what happened this week. And to be totally honest, you, honest with you, I didn't have time to think about Trump because I was there for my mama. So, so, and those who know me, those who follow me on social media know that I'm pretty much a political junkie, but uh, there's a time for that, and there's a time for the word. So, I wanna be honest with you, I'm gonna talk about the entire part of this text, but I've never liked when preachers read 26, 25 verses. So I'm not gonna do that to y'all, because I didn't like it. Uh, so if you can just trust me, we're gonna deal with verse five, but my prayer is that you'll go home and read this in its entirety. There's something there, so if you could stand with me, and literally I'm gonna read. Verse 5, I'm using the Amplified. I'm pretty sure the King James is up there. I'm sorry, Mrs. Ms. Kathleen, leave it as is. Don't worry about it. Um, he says in this text, he has built up a hedge against me and surrounded me with bitterness, tribulation, and anguish. Your version reads, he has built it up against me and com- compassed me with gall and travail. Sit down, sat down. Thank you, so Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I must admit this past week was rough. I received a phone call from my sister at, you know, first off, let me tell y'all this. It's been a while since I was waking up this early. Um, and let me also acknowledge, I'm trying to get everything, checking all these boxes, my aunts who are here, my Aunt Stephanie and my Aunt Kim and any other family members who may be here, thank you so much for being here. It's good to see you. Um, but I got this call from my sister Bird around 4 o'clock my time. And there are two people in my family who I said, if, you know, if I need to come home, it'll be you two who I will listen to. Good to see you, David. I'm getting all this out the way. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't know I'm a home right now, right? So y'all okay? And, and she said, you need to come home. And I said, what's going on? She said, your mother, my sister said this to me. She said, your mother has fluid around her heart, and I'm tired. Yes, sir. My little sister is a spitting image of me and my mom. Um, but a little bit more than that, she, she's a lot like me. She, she'll deal with whatever pressure she can, but at some point in time, she'll break down. Yeah. And she's been watching my mother fight with scleroderma, and double pneumonia for quite some time but at this point sister harper she she broke down but i knew i needed to come home and i said okay i wasn't worried about my mama because i did realize from my grandma that you know when you put stuff in god's hands it's not smart for you to take it back so whatever was going to happen was going to be in god's will anyway i just told you a few minutes ago that i believe god is providential amen so so I must admit, I was a tad bit perturbed getting on that plane, but all on my way here, there were different things that stood out. This was the first time I was able to get on a plane and not have to use a waist extender. Now, y'all ain't seen me in a while, I was bigger than this. So that was nothing but God, to be able to sit on that plane and be comfortable in the seat and look at the person next to you and not feel like you in their seat, right, right? right so 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 that happened while i was on the plane i got in arrived in salt lake city and this man walked up to me and said there's something unique about you i don't know what it is and i said i don't know what you're talking about i was irritated i didn't want to talk to him had no interest in having a conversation with him sister williams i i was just trying to get home he followed me from gate a to the Delta Terminal, that was about, it was too many steps, but it was a bunch. Um, it, they have about four terminals. I was, went, went from Terminal A to Terminal D. When we got around Terminal C, he came to the side of me, he said, I know what it is, it's the anointing. That's what, I promise you I'm going somewhere. He said, it's the anointing, and I, I didn't wanna hear that. I didn't wanna hear any religious language, I didn't wanna hear any religious jargon, I was simply, trying to come home yes, sir. Yes, sir. we encounter a prophet here in peril jeremiah this text he is simply arguing his complaint before god yes, sir. Yes, sir. there's no cute yes, language there's no cute conversation he's not he's not thanking god at the onset of this text he's frustrated yes, pastor with your privilege he was pissed off yes. He, 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 he accuses God of divine neglect. He accuses God of shrinking his ministry. He says, Lord, you've given me this message to tell a dying people about your works, but you've left me out here by myself. You've, 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 you've given me a space to preach, but you've taken away my prophetic edge. He's not interested in no cozy, cute words. He's not interested in satisfying God's praises. He's, he's not interested in lifting God up. He's making a complaint, being he's angry and he's not. Holding back, he lets God know how he feels. Nancy, he's not trying to keep up with the Joneses because he knows that does nothing for him. He's saying to God, plain and simple, you left me out here by myself. You called me to preach your word and now you left me out here by myself. How are we supposed to roll like that? How are we supposed to be connected like that? I'm supposed to be able to trust you even at the times I can't trace you. And I ain't seen you in a while. It's good to see you, Jonathan. It's been, it's been hard out here for a prophet. Too often we spend so much time cozying up and trying to create this facade like we got it all together. We spend so much time acting like we got it all together, Miss Summerlin, that we actually begin to believe that we got it all together. We we, we believe this narrative that says that you should smile all the time. You should be happy all the time. You should not deal with your lows in some weird way. And that I proclaim in this space is problematic. I suspect that that's the reason why so many of us are dealing with mental illness. And the church continues to create in its own space own version of mental health problems because we don't give people the space to deal with the real stuff. Y'all, y'all not going to help me preach this, Um, but uh, I'm going to let this go and I'm going to just do me. Is that all right? Um, I spent some time in Bakersfield, that was my first stop in California. Anybody here from California, been to California? I guarantee you ain't been to Bakersfield. Bakersfield is called the armpit of California. It's dusty, hot, and I was, I mean, y'all, I was out there doing a rain dance. Bird, seriously, me dancing, praying for rain, brother, because I had not seen rain in so long. While in Bakersfield, I began to realize what my passion was. I took the job um, assisting the president with, with, Uh, minority youth. I took the job living on campus, taking calls from students when they were at their worst. I took the job but I had not yet accepted how that connected to all of these years I spent in college. And trust me I spent some time in college. Y'all know because I left here in 2002 when I made my first Sojourn Up 75. Central State University left central state and went down 75 to emory in atlanta but i didn't realize that god was using me on college campuses to impact youth to impact i keep calling them youth impact young students for god's glory sister hamilton i was trying to figure out in bakersfield what the heck am i doing here well there was a young man named marvin timothy and he came up to me after a meeting I had with the students at the residence halls, and he said, you know what we're missing, Rob? I said, no, but I'm sure you're about to tell me. He said, Bible study. I said, man, I don't teach the Bible. I know it, but I don't teach the Bible. That's not something, that's not in my Ramah Arthur praxis, I don't do that, you know. He said, well, didn't you say you went to Emory and you got a divinity degree? I said, yeah, I said that, but I didn't say that I was here to teach no Bible study. Well, let me be honest with you. It wasn't a question about whether I could do it. I didn't want to do it. Why? Because, Belinda, if if, if I teach the Bible, then I got to be held accountable. I need y'all to be real with me today. I need y'all to be real with me today. See, 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 if, if I teach this, then is, I'm not worried about how he gonna see me, Sister Cunningham, but, but I'm worried about how God is gonna see me, and for that period of time, I was able to live under the radar, you know? Yeah, I'm a preacher, but you know, I didn't walk around talking about, yeah, I'm Reverend Robert Morton. No, because that's who I am, right, at the core of my being, and I didn't feel like I needed to, Willie, really, to, to go telling people I'm Reverend Robert Morton, but Marvin Timothy didn't care much about what I had to say, Marvin Timothy knew that he had a need and he asked me, why don't you start a Bible study? Here I am in California, the liberal, the most liberal of all the states, really, right? About to start a Bible study on campus as a state employee. I know y'all don't get that, but but I'm being honest with you. There was a conflict. There was a conflict. And this conflict was not simply between me and Marvin Timothy. It wasn't between me and residential life, me and the president's office. The conflict was between me and God. Amen. Amen. I, know you me. I, I know you called me. I know you called me. I know you called me to preach your word. But I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. No, 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 no. Because this is muddy stuff. I don't mind preaching and going to, from church to church on Sunday morning and, and doing my thing, you know, and singing a couple songs and making folks shout and go home and do my, do me, right? I'm, I'm serious. I'm trying to be honest with y'all today. Trying to be a, I, I, didn't, I didn't put in for all of that, David. God says, I don't care what you put in for. This is what I need you to do. We went from me and Marvin to me, Marvin, and Stacy, Me, Marvin, Stacy, and I could make up a whole bunch of names right now, but by the time I left Bakersfield, I had been there, Grandma, for about eight months. They had a student-led Bible study that was about 47 students strong. Now, hear me out. Hear me, that, that had nothing to do with me because I had nothing to do with it. I was simply God's emissary. And I had an issue with what God was calling me to do. How many times in our lives does God call us to do stuff that we don't get a prior okay to? He seeks no pre-approval. He doesn't ask for your input in it. He doesn't figure out whether it fits in your budget. Doesn't really matter if it works according to your schedule, but God calls us to do stuff. And sometimes we say yes, but sometimes we say no. And what I want to talk about just for a few more moments, I promise you, is is the time in between the call and the answer. I want to talk about the distance between the peaks and the valleys. Too many times we spend our time on the mountain when things going well, when God's stuff adds up with what you want to do. I'm a priestess, I promise you. I promise you. And sometimes we spend so much time sunken, sullen, and down when God has called us to do stuff, and we said no. But what about all the stuff in between? What about how I'm feeling with the way God's dealing? What about all of the stuff in between my highs and my lows? There was this teacher who had a conversation with her students. They said, you give the hardest exams, Ms. Turner. Miss Turner, I-, I sit around in your test, and I'll be stressed out. I'll be wanting to quit. She said, why do you feel that way? Don't you feel like i prepare you? She said, yeah, after the exam. But while I'm engaged in the test, I feel like you left me by myself. <laughs> While I'm engaged in the struggle, yes, yes, yes. I feel like I'm by myself, Corey. While I'm going through, yes, yes. I feel like you're just spectating, yes. watching me stumble, yes. watching me struggle. Yes, yes. She said, listen, baby, it ain't because I don't love you, but the teacher is always silent during the test. Uh, because if what I told you holds any weight, yeah, yeah, yeah. go? Y'all going to make me get myself happy off of this. Uh, if what I told you was anything, yes, then you can get through the test uh, with flying colors. Yes, and I want to be clear, there's some Miss Turners in this house. Yes. But truth is, there's some little Deboras in this house. Right. And I'm one. I'm raising my hand because I found myself sometimes, y'all, yes, doing the test, All right. feeling like he's left me. By myself. Yes, sir. I know I, I used to hear Dorothy saying, He won't leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Debbie, I felt like He's left me by myself. So that's where we enter when we have a conversation with Jeremiah. They call Jeremiah the crying prophet, right? And he gets this bad rap. But truth is, Jeremiah, second to David, is the the most real Old Testament voice. Jeremiah does not hide behind the pulpit. Jeremiah is honest about how screwed up he is. He lets you know, he lets you come in to his secret place where he sits down and wrestles with the divinity of God. He looks at God and say, God, you've hedged me about. You've screwed up my life. You've called me to preach this gospel, and you ain't supporting me. We're supposed to be cool, man. It's more than simply an employee, an employer relationship. It's deeper than that. This is a hurt child. Now, when you, now I guarantee you, you've been in this book before. You've been in this chapter before. Because most preachers move to verse 21. Because verse 21 is the one that'll shout. Verse 21 is the one that'll make you feel good. It'll, it'll put some running in your steps, right? It, it'll do something to you. Can we pull that up real quick? Um, but, but I think I know it by heart. He says, but this I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. Y- y- y'all know that text? Y- y'all know where I'm going with that? He is that by saying, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. See, see, we can spend time, and I can preach to you about how great is thy faithfulness. My mama is just texts me. I, I can tell you about how great is thy faithfulness. I'm, I'm headed home tomorrow because I know she's gotten better. But let's deal up in, in the situations when God is not speaking, when I was sitting there waiting on the surgeons to do something for my mama. Let's talk about the times when God is not making an audible noise, when things aren't looking good, when, when situations don't seem to be under God's control, when problems seem to continue to mount, when, when, when the days seem like nights, when you are tired and in despair. How do you deal ah, with the silence of God? How, how do you deal? with the nights where it doesn't seem like he's gonna be beside you. You gotta trust, ah, in the one who who will keep you whatsoever years may bring. If by earthly friends forsake you, still more closely to him cling. In between the peaks and the pitfalls, how do you deal with a God who stays silent when you feel like he needs to speak? I know for so many of you this week was, was a struggle. God, where are you? And there's also this great temptation. Sit down, brothers. There's this great temptation. I got a few more minutes now. There's this great temptation. There's this great temptation uh, to miss our exit. Hear me, hear me here. There's this great temptation to miss our exit. Dr. Matt King Carter, the late pastor of New Olivet Missionary Baptist Church in Ocala, Florida, attended the same seminary as Dr. Smith, was one fine preacher. He said, I got to hit it, Robert, and I got to quit it. He said, I don't want to miss my exit. He was talking about retirement. I promise you I'm going somewhere. Just walk with me here. He said, he said I don't want to miss my exit. And in the same breath, I had to think about what he was saying. He was saying, I don't want to stay here pastoring a church when God has told me to go on and grab a seat. Yeah, y'all need to listen to this. The same thing applies to us in a different way. We can't quit too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when you find yourself in a storm, it's easy to say, Sayonara, goodbye. Right, 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 right. But, But you see what happens. He begins, Jeremiah does, in the first verse of accusing God, having a complaint before God. But there is a verse. 21. He starts off with, I am a man who has seen affliction. Then he moves to, He has hedged me about that I cannot get out. He has made my chains heavy. Then he moves over and says, This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. Let me, I want y'all to catch this. Catch this. He starts off with, "I'm a man who has seen affliction. I, I'm, I'm screwed up. I'm, I'm stressed out." And then he then he accuses God. He says, "He says, you have hedged me about that I cannot get out. You have made my chains heavy." Then he runs and he says, "But this I recall to my mind. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that." conjunction. Y'all remember that conjunction, junction. What is your... Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, but but is a conjunction. What is a conjunction Robin? I'm about to go take my clothes. A conjunction is something that links two separate phrases. I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to help somebody today. Conjunction is two separate clauses. On two separate sides of a conflict, but the conjunction links them together. Hey, can I get some help? Come on down here. Come on down here. See, see, I can stay on one side of the conflict, dwelling on what's been going on in my life, stressed out about what I don't have, stressed out about the stuff that's bothering me, stressed out about everything that's happened to me, all the people who hurt me, all the people who've left me. Ah, but at some point in time, I gotta move beyond where I am to where he's called me to be. See, see, too many of us are on this side. We're standing between one and 20. And there might be somebody in here who's about to let go because life doesn't seem to change. Problems continue to do their thing. But can I tell you, there is life after 20 because at some point in time, you will have to recall to your mind, what is done for you, how is kept you, how is promised to never leave nor forsake you, how he told you, even in the thick and the thin, I got you, I'll keep you. Why? Because I love you. Yeah.